0: Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. This is the River City Hardball Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Gibson, where we talk baseball right here in the city of Jacksonville at the high school, college, and professional level. And today it's our great pleasure to welcome in the owner and CEO of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Ken Babby joins us. Uh, Ken, Happy New Year. How are you?
1: Happy New Year, Andrew. Great to be back with you guys.
0: Absolutely. And uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Ken. You guys uh, recently announced some exciting news. Uh, the Miami Marlins have extended the opportunity to you uh, to become the AAA affiliate. Uh, that's pretty exciting news. Tell us where you stand with that, and and where you guys are right now.
1: Well, first of all, thanks, Andrew. It's it's a it's a real honor. First, you know, for the Marlins to reach out to us at this level. Um, obviously, as 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 your listeners know all too well, the the uh, the jumbo shrimp have been the AA affiliate of the Marlins for quite some time. And I think this is an opportunity for us, you know, to be recognized not only in the next level of of minor league baseball, but it's a real recognition for the city. Uh, You know, we as a triple A team will compete against larger markets, markets like Nashville and Indianapolis and and Charlotte, uh, Buffalo. By the way, many teams that that the Jaguars compete against as well. So NFL level markets. And so it's a real, think, establishing factor for Jacksonville as a city. Uh, for for baseball fans, which I know you know we, we both are, and many folks listening to this program are, you know, I think ultimately at the end of the day, the story is we're going to be seeing players, many of whom are on the major league roster, on the forty man roster of the Marlins, and many of whom who um, are likely to be you know moving back and forth throughout the season between the major leagues and Jacksonville. And so there's going to be a higher level of caliber baseball um, on our side of the dugout, and also on the teams that we're we're playing. And I, I, I'm excited for that. I think you know it's a it's a you know 2020 was hard enough, but receiving this invitation when we did was at least one piece of very good news that we that put smiles on our faces going into 2021.
0: Yeah, Ken, and I have to imagine coming off of 2020, as as everyone has dealt and, and continues to deal with the pandemic, but you guys lost the season last year, and, and now to have the announcement that you'll uh, likely be going forward with AAA, I mean, that's got to be an even more of a jolt to, to we're going to get back on the field at some point, and when we do, we'll be in the AAA level.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, if you look back at 2020, obviously, for many businesses, for many people, just to horrific, very, very challenging year. No different for the jumbo shrimp, right? We were a small business like, like any other in town and no baseball games in, in 2020. So our staff really uh, reconfigured the way that we uh, we operate. Uh, we, we did family socially distant movie nights. We, we did bingo at the ballpark on Friday nights. We even hosted some showcase baseball tournaments. Um, and the event I think that that most of us were, were were frankly most proud of, is that we were still able to carry on the tradition with the July 3rd fireworks Independence Day celebration, which, you know, certainly was socially distant, a little different than the way that we've done it with at the ballpark in years past, but we were able to shoot those fireworks, which is something our, our fans love. And we aired the movie The Sandlot that night, so you at least got to feel a little bit of the game. So, you know, as tough as 2020 was, we are, uh, we are all systems go towards 21, and, and the facility's ready. We were very thankful to sign a naming rights agreement last year. One-to-one financial ballpark is ready for baseball. Baseball fans will love to hear. We've installed a brand-new playing surface on the field. Um, that's something that we're very excited to show off come spring. Uh, my hope is that the Florida-Florida State baseball game will be the very first um, collegiate-level game on that field, and then the Jumbo Shrimp. Um, as a AAA affiliate, we'll play baseball likely about a week later.
0: You know, to give people some perspective, Jacksonville has competed at the Double A level since 1970, and now in 2021 would be a AAA ball club. That's a long time, and, and now f- going forward to be a AAA club, uh, that's pretty exciting news.
1: It, it is incredibly exciting, Andrew, and I think, you know, the city deserves it. As I've said, you know, there's, there's, there's been such incredible population growth in Jacksonville that you can't ignore the fact that I think the city really belongs uh, in that grouping of AAA clubs. And, and we look at the, 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 you know, the the geographic and economic viability of clubs at the AAA level, right? People ask, so what does it mean? You know, well, certainly we talked about the difference in baseball caliber. Um, It means our players, uh, you know, are at a higher level too. And so, Probably gone are the 15-hour bus rides from from Southern League City to Southern League City. Our team will be an air travel team now. And so there's, there, you know, the, the closest team to us on the map is Gwinnett um, up in Georgia. But north of that, it'll be, you know, it'll be Raleigh-Durham and, and the Durham Bulls. Of course, we'll play the Charlotte Knights, the AAA affiliate of the White Sox. So you know, it's really cool opportunity to, to be playing the Braves affiliate and then work our way up the East Coast and be playing – you know, the Worcester Red Sox, the Triple A affiliate of the Red Sox, the Yankees Triple A affiliate uh, in, in uh, Wilkes, uh, Wilkesboro Scranton. So there's a whole, a whole, you know, really new echelon of teams we'll be playing against. And I think fans from Jacksonville will be pretty excited to see the, the Yankee Triple A affiliate or the Red Sox Triple A affiliate uh, come rolling into town. And of course, the, the Braves affiliate, which is the one everybody loves.
0: Yeah, that's right. I grew up a Braves fan, so I can certainly uh, attest to that. You know, for people that don't quite understand how, how it works, you know, we mentioned a moment ago, you know, Jacksonville competed at the AA level for so long, since 1970, they've been a AA affiliate. But how does that work? How does, it, how does it work for people that may not understand you know, moving up to AAA and, and how, how affiliates get assigned? How does all that work, Ken?
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's worth taking a step back and looking at some of the changes that Major League Baseball um, has opted to make with Minor League Baseball because, well, we're certainly celebrating this opportunity and it's a great move for, for our organization and, and great move for Jacksonville. Uh, you know, minor league baseball was comprised of, of 160 affiliated teams up until, uh, you know, what would have been the 2020 season. And, and those 160 uh, teams were at all different levels, right? Triple A, double A, what we call two different divisions of single A baseball, high A and low A. And then you've got rookie ball and, and a few others, um, even below that, some sort of short season league um, uh, teams. Well, Major League Baseball took a step back and said, do we really need all of these levels of minor league baseball? And the majority of the changes came at the lowest levels as they removed some of the lower tiers of minor league baseball. But they also uh, looked very, very deeply at the facilities, even where double and triple A teams and single A teams were playing. And ultimately, at the end of the day, opted to contract 40 teams out of that 160. Um, and in that process, bringing it down to 120, and so there were 120 teams that were extended these invitations to different minor league levels. And through that shuffle, um, the major league affiliates filled out a survey. It was a very formal process as to where they wanted their affiliates to be. Uh, and there were a lot of factors that went into that: the facility, the market size, direct flights out of the airport, um, you know, geographic proximity, the quality of the baseball facilities, and so. At the end of the day, when the Marlins sent in their, their note up to Park Avenue and Major League Baseball and the commissioner's office, they made the choice that, that they wanted their AAA facility in Jacksonville, and there's a tremendous upgrade for us. By the way, their AA facility will be just over in Pensacola, so um, not far. And if you're if you're a big Marlins fan and you're watching the success and the growth of that player development system, it's a big win for them as well because the single A level – They've got their complex down in Jupiter. Of course, that's where spring training is. You've got a double-A facility in Pensacola um, in, in, in that part of the state. And then the players come back through Jacksonville on the way to the major league. So we think that there's um, great geographic synergy in doing this. Um, by the way, just of note, Andrew, you know we also own a double-A facility, a double-A team the double-A affiliate of the Cleveland Indians, and they're based in Akron, which is about a 35-minute drive of, from the Cleveland Indians. And so that's a, a very similar situation where the geographic proximity wins, um, and I think that's, that's really important to these major league teams. Is The days of Bull Durham and riding the bus around for 15 hours for a lot of these cities is just, is just probably not the likelihood anymore.
0: Jumbo Shrimp CEO and owner Ken Babby, our guest here on River City Hardball. Uh, Ken, will there be any uh, necessary upgrades uh, for the stadium or anything like that with uh, the move up to Triple A? I know I had read that you know the the stadium, uh, your your ballpark, One to One Financial Ballpark, was originally built to host Triple A baseball. If I'm correct, so will there be any upgrades necessary as the move up?
1: It's a great question and and one we've asked a lot. Um, and you're correct. You you, you answered it beautifully. Um, if you those who remember when the ballpark was built, uh, you know, remember Mayor uh, Mayor Delaney and his Better Jacksonville Plan. They were incredibly ambitious as part of that plan in terms of wanting to recruit Triple A baseball to Jacksonville. And so you're right, uh, when the facility was built, uh, those kinds of details were thought of. Now that was 20 years ago, and there are different requirements now in terms of what a ballpark and facility need for Triple A baseball. But we're very we're very confident that our facility is ready for AAA baseball. The types of changes that are needed, and I think fans might really appreciate these, every every um, minor league clubhouse now needs to have a female locker room. Why? Because we're seeing more and more female coaches uh, playing a role, either, either as on-field coaches or instructors. Even the Miami Marlins general manager now is, is a female executive in the sport, which is something we're really excited about. So um, those are the kinds of changes that you're going to see as it relates to the the, the, the hitting cages and the clubhouses and the the dugouts and the the playing facility as I mentioned is just was just put in um, for this season we uh, were in terrific shape and uh, that's really a credit to the city of Jacksonville ASM that has maintained the facility all these years and and I want to give a nod to the Bragan family that played such a huge role in the building of the ballpark and working with the city um, uh, that that also at, at some point assumed this day would come where where Jacksonville would have an opportunity to compete at a higher level. So a lot of the things were preset. Preparation is the name of the game in sports. And, and when we got that invitation, we looked at what was required of us. Uh, and Harold Craw, our general manager, and EVP, and I uh, spent time together and said, boy, we feel really good about where we, where we are. And um, that's a real nod to, uh, to, to him and to the team.
0: You certainly have to feel great about that, and I think fans will be glad to hear that. Uh, Ken, you know, there were reports this week that minor league baseball may not start on time. Can you clarify that? How does that impact the jumbo shrimp?
1: Yeah, so here's what we heard this week, and I think there's a, there's a few different reports out there, and um, um, you know, like all things with uncertainty, everybody just wants to know, and I think after not having a season last year, people are just clamoring for schedule and for baseball. I know we certainly are. It's very hard to sell baseball tickets when you don't have a schedule yet. Yet we've been doing that. And our team has been phenomenal in finding ways to get people set. Um, I, I would tell you that, um, you know, a few things can be, can be taken out of this week's news. One, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Union have said spring training will start on time on February 27th. And so um, that's a very important indication that they would not have made that move if they intended to delay the Major League season. Um, and, and so that is, that is terrific news. And as we see the NFL completed season, as we see the NBA moving into a second COVID season, hockey starting next week, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be encouraged by that announcement. The other announcement that was made this week, which I think is equally as important, is that the AAA season will start at the same time as the Major League season. And that's important because the players, as I've mentioned, that are on the 40-man roster need to be ready to go should they be called up to the major league level uh, uh, or players at the major league level coming down. Now, there certainly could be some delays at the double A level and below. Um, there's, there's been a lot of press out there about the notion of perhaps double A or single A spring training starting after the major league season has started so they can go use those complexes. But we'll, we'll see and we'll learn over the next next few weeks and months. You know, so much of this I really believe will be a a function of our ability as a country to roll the vaccine uh, out successfully. I think if you ask Major League Baseball their goals, boy, they would love to have their players, uh, Major League and Minor League players, vaccinated before they, um, uh, you know, head to the markets this spring. But that'll just be a function of where we are, what's available. I'm encouraged here in Florida that that adults 65 and older now are are having opportunities to make vaccine appointments and that'll continue to trickle down through the population over the next few weeks and months. And um, that's going to be a very important thing to watch because I think that'll, that'll, that'll play it. Not to say that we we wouldn't play without the players being vaccinated, but it certainly will help us a lot.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an encouraging sign. So it's your expectation that Jacksonville fans will get to see triple A baseball in 2021.
1: A hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. In fact, was on a call just yesterday uh, with, with major league baseball. And we share, uh, we share, uh, you know, a a joint view that we want to play as many games as possible in 2021. You know, remember from a player development perspective, from a minor league and prospect perspective, none of those players played any games in 2020. So while we did see a major league season uh, with no fans, uh, we, we, we did not see any level of depth in a minor league system. And if, if, if you're the Marlins or if you're a lot of the teams, the Indians and many others, that player development system is just essential to what allows you to be successful. So they've, they've really lost a year, almost 18 months of development with those players. Many of whom are out of the country and will now need to come back into the country, be tested for COVID, hopefully vaccinated for COVID, and resume their, their career. So we know that that player development is really core to them. And thankfully, that's exactly what we need to see to be able to resume playing baseball games here in Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely critical. Uh, Ken, you mentioned that you're working on a schedule. Uh, any timetable on when you hope to be uh, releasing that schedule, and how many yeah, games do you expect to play? It,
1: it's a, it's a, it's the question everybody wants to know, and I think it functions as a result of Major League Baseball um, um, issuing that schedule. So, so you know, one of the things that Major League Baseball really learned a lot last year. Uh, is that is that travel in in the COVID era is is challenging. Um, I think they're working very deliberately to create a schedule that may be very different in 2021 from what we may see as a AAA team in 22, 23, 24. My guess, although I don't have great certainty, is that our our schedule will be more regionalized. We'll probably be playing teams that are closer to Jacksonville. This is probably not the year that the uh, that the, the jumbo shrimp are, are making that West coast swing. Right. So, so we're going to, we'll, we'll take a look and see um, what we receive, but just yesterday we sat with major league baseball and they are working, uh, you know, very diligently to create that schedule. And as soon as we have it um, we, we will release it. And, and I think that schedule is important for baseball fans to watch, not just because people are excited for the season to start. It is most likely that we'll have some level of, of limited capacity in the ballpark this year. Those levels have not been set and we're still working with the city, state, um, Major League Baseball uh, to, to establish those. Um, but the notion of, of getting your tickets to some of these big Friday and Saturday night games and our July 3rd or July 4th games, those are going to be opening night. These are going to be going to be hot commodities. So, so what we've done um, is we've opened up a, a number of ways for people to uh, purchase tickets now, purchase flex plans, put their name on a wait list, um, and be in a position where you can really guarantee your seats for these games when the schedule's released. Because with limited capacity, you know, the Jumbo Shrimp have thankfully, very successfully, community has supported us and sold out many of these Friday and Saturday games and key nights and we, we anticipate after a season of having no baseball in Jacksonville in 2020 and then having potentially some re- limited capacity this year, certainly early in the year, that, that's something we're going we're gonna to really focus on. So I would encourage you, if you're listening, just pop over to jackshrimp.com. You can do everything on the website, but our team's available as well to help out. And, and even without a schedule, we can help you place, place a deposit.
0: Do you have a firm grasp yet on what the capacity could be for fan attendance this year?
1: You know, it's a great question. We don't. Um, we worked our way uh, through a whole range of scenarios. Um, and I don't want to speculate at this point because I think it's a, a function of um, of what of what where the city is, where we are with vaccinations, where we are with cases. you know we, we know that Florida has been very friendly towards opening up venues for for sports obviously the Jaguars are great examples of that. Our great friends across the street at the Iceman. Um, I was at the game with my son what, two weekends ago. It's awesome to see fans back in, but r- r- limited capacity so, um, we're outdoors. I think that gives us a huge advantage, and we're we, our season doesn't start till spring when warmer weather's at play. More people have been vaccinated. I think that works very well. Uh, and I have to say that our our, our safety protocols uh, from the events, the over I think forty events that we did at the ballpark last summer, really have prepared us to understand. Yeah, you may have to wear a mask when you come to a jumbo shrimp game this year. Uh, you could probably take it off when you're eating and drinking that hot dog and beer uh, in your seat, but it's, uh, it's the masks will probably and, and most likely be part of our, our, our society here for, for, for several months still to come. And, and believe me, when, when, it, when, we, when we get advisement that they're not, we, we will we'll resume, our, resume the life that I think a lot of us are eager to do that. But safety has to be a priority.
0: A few more minutes here with the owner and CEO of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, Ken Babby. Ken, I got to tell you, the sports complex, it's pretty exciting times down there with what you guys have in front of you with AAA, the the Jaguars having the number one pick. Obviously there's potential with Lot J. We'll have to see how that uh, goes in the coming week or so, but uh, exciting times down there in that uh, area.
1: Absolutely. I I watched the council uh, meeting last night online and, um, you know, we've been really open in terms of our support for that project. We think it should move forward. Uh, You know, let the questions be asked, let the data be analyzed, let the, you know, let the, you know, the critics have a moment to sort of work through their questions. But ultimately at the end of the day, the jumbo shrimp and, 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 and and all of us, I think are, are, are excited to see what could happen from that development uh, and, and, you know, really applaud the Jaguars for really pushing that forward and, and the city. I mean, the, these kinds of programs, I can tell you because we we work in different cities, we operate in different cities. You know, you don't have billionaires that have uh, make you know, uh, ambitious plans that, like this in, in every city in the country and to do it in our city with our team and our sports complex along our river is is something that we, we, we need to take advantage of.
0: Yeah, it's a continual point that Frank Frangie's made on our show that, you know, we go to all these different cities with the Jaguars and every single one has, you know, a just thriving area around the stadium and Jacksonville just hasn't had that yet. And I think uh, as you echoed there, it's important to have something like that.
1: I I think so. And uh, look, we, you know, we're excited to be in the neighborhood, right? In, In a normal jumbo shrimp season with 140, you know, some games and and another, you know, 30 or 40 special events. You're talking upwards of almost 200 nights that there's something going on at One to One Financial Ballpark, and that program that happens around it—the the entertainment, the restaurants, the the concerts, the you know, the the nightlife that happens around—is only going to enhance our ability to grow uh, and drive people coming downtown. None of this works. None of it works uh, as a community if we can't build a thriving downtown. And so we support that effort. We think that's a really important part of um, Uh, uh, of of what's to come.
0: Well, Ken Babby, the owner and CEO of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, I got to tell you, fans in Jacksonville are very excited about what's to come with AAA baseball. And I know that everybody's very much anticipating that schedule that's coming out. Uh, Thanks so much for your time today. And we really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate it too. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. It's great to be with you guys.